Hi, I'm Zach Jackson, and I'm here to tell you to buy my book. It's Black Friday. It's almost Cyber Monday, so buy my book. Go on Amazon. Go on BarnesandNoble.com. Go on Target.com. Buy my book. My mom wants you to buy my book. Uh, American Fireworks wants you to buy my book. Cleveland Whiskey wants you to buy my book. Honeymoon Grill wants you to buy my book. And anyway, go buy my book. Thanks for listening. That's all I got. Oh, hey, Andre, what's up? He is such a whore. Look at him. He wants to get out of it. This is the truth. He wants out of his mom's basement. His mom wants him out of his basement, out of her basement. So buy two books, maybe even three, and maybe even four. But we need him out of the basement. What do those books run on Amazon? What, 18, 19 bucks? Uh, it's actually maybe. on sale this weekend. So, um, you know, good things come to those away. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, and trust me, your local third, fourth grader can read it. You can read it to your grandma and grandpa at night and put them to sleep with those great stories. By the way, there's nothing better than an, art, than, a, than an author telling you to buy their book where they wrote their last article at their real job, a word that rhymes with F-U-C-K, to show off how uh, literally how, how skilled he is with the words. <laughs> <laughs> We're always selling, buddy, aren't we? We're always selling. Always. Always, always. <laughs> Happy favorite, Turkey Day or weekend. Yesterday I realized as I was driving between stops, I realized my favorite Thanksgiving tradition is listening to the Lions play on the radio on Dustin Fox doing Windows commercials as I drive. <laughs> 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 All right, so listen, um, this is the A to Z podcast. You find us at Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast and A to Z podcast.com. Thanks, as always, to Scene, the Honeymoon Grill, Cleveland Whiskey, and American Fireworks for helping to make this thing happen and for you guys for helping it grow. Um, we say bad words sometimes. We venture into mature slash immature subjects. So if that's not for you, if there are kids around or if you're in a work environment, please come back and listen at some other time. So it is Black Friday. Um, you know, we know you guys might not get to listen to this until after Ohio State Michigan has been played or until after Brown Steelers has played. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because obviously it's the kind of football weekend you wait all year for. But um, we're going to just do some thankful fours. We're going to go full cliche and um, mix some things up. We are thankful for this podcast, for you guys who listen and support, um, not for those of you who are such losers that you write letters to Honeymoon Grill when you get mad at Andre. But uh, we have a lot of fun with this, and we have a, you know, we're blessed to do what we do. And um, I, I got a couple glory days, Dre, um, but I, I need to say this too, speaking of 92.3 personalities. It's hard to give Raj credit, but you got to when he deserves it. And the other day I was driving to Bria and I was listening and they were interviewing someone and this person mentioned um, whatever, but what Devlin Devlin Hodges is known for, uh, the Steelers starting quarterback, which is winning the Alabama State Duck Calling Championship. And as this person was laying it out there, um, Raj cut her off and said, well, let's be honest, the competition wasn't real good that year. And I laughed so hard that I about drove off the road. So I just needed to give him his public shout-out on that one. That's the best thing you got from Lyman the last six days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of uh, devilish uh, career as well. Yeah, so uh, glory days. Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, obviously, it's always been a huge game, and there's been several big moments. But just for two fat kids from Akron, which we are, uh, Beanie Wells, as a true freshman, taken off on the big run and comes over, takes his helmet off, and points to the side of his head, and they zoom in, and he's got Akron's finest yeah. carved in. That's that one always will stick out to me. That's well. That uh, what was the game of the, of the when there was one versus two? What year was that? Oh uh, six, oh, I believe. I think that was the one. Six. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the one. And I was actually in Columbus 
Uh, and I pulled a Zach Jackson and went down there, was down there early, didn't sleep the night before. It was a new kickoff. Was at Eddie George's the year. That was like the year it opened. Um, was there by like 6 a.m. because some of my buddies were doing radio. Uh, this is when I was at another radio. I, no, I didn't work at that radio station, so I wasn't allowed on there. That's perfect. Um, that's why I did stay up all night. That's why I did. But uh, it was – so they go to do the pregame show. I do three shots with them at like 7 a.m. and with Eddie George. I go back in the parking lot, uh, in that upper deck parking lot, and took a nap till 11 o'clock, brushed my teeth. <laughs> and then we were going to go to the game, went back into Eddie George's, and I never left Eddie George's until after halftime. And it was, it's, and I remember eating Chipotle as everybody was going by, and we're, and we're screaming, I'm back for Spiders, as I'm eating Chipotle at 4 o'clock. Uh, that was the best game ever from what I can remember, and all I remember is about what you just told me. <laughs> and isn't that the one Troy Smith came out? He was like, he was acting like a Clydesdale horse, like uh, when they caught him out for senior day as well. Yeah. Um, the only explanation for what happened after that is Troy Smith was on the take. But, yeah, Troy Smith was really, yeah. really good that day. Yeah. That no, was- he wasn't on the take. He was on the, I can't say no to the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, he showed up the bowl game like 20 pounds, 15 pounds heavier. Yeah, the banquet circuit got the best of him there. But um, they remember you for what you did in the Michigan game, right? And uh, Right, right. You know, that – that was an awesome one. One of my favorite memories as we continue to play American Fireworks Glory Days. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. they got Black Friday specials and everything you need. Tell them A to Z sent you. Um, this must have been a year or two later because Braylon had arrived on the scene, right? Uh, um, yeah. So ABC had requested Braylon to not to do, do the introductions, um, but as right. – as they were showing the starting lineups, they were going to have Braylon on there um, just kind of, you know, talking up Michigan and maybe introducing three or four players. So I worked for the Browns at the time, and they had me basically writing um, a 20 to 25-second thing for Braylon, um, you know, this is who to watch and whatever, based on my useless knowledge of, of college football. But, um, you know, just making sure the timing was right. Like, the little things that go into TV right. production, right? And it was really cool. Like, I, I, I really felt like it was awesome to be involved with that. This is before Braylon had turned into a total dickhead, too. Um, no, he was. You just didn't know yet. Yeah, no, he was No, he was, he was most always good to me. So, um, you know, and, and just being involved in it in any way. Like, so I put a he lot of thought into it. And you know, there was, like, was three different versions of it. <laughs> and... Uh, and so we, we do it. We do the three different versions. We send it in. He's like, hey, man, thanks a lot for your help. That was really good. We get to Saturday. I'm all pumped up. And as they're doing it, they have technical difficulties, and it never makes the air. <laughs> Welcome to TV. It's one of my best stuff I've ever done. doesn't make it either. <laughs> <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> uh, hey, I got the trophies to show for it, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um, let's uh, let's do some thankful force. So uh, I tossed this out to you this morning, so you had a little time to think. We usually just wing it here, but um, you know, let's 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 talk some sports, some some ball, some life, and uh, I'll let you start. Uh, since it's Thanksgiving, we're gonna go through things that we are thankful for, or things that that truly are, and, and some of this, some of this may be tongue in cheek, but in all honesty, um, I gotta say I'm, I'm thankful for all the coaches that have been placed in my life in different times and places. Um, the other night, and not the name drop, but this is just one of those funny ones that you'll get a kick out of. 
the other night I'm, you know, getting ready to do the TV show on Sports Time Ohio, and it was Wednesday night, and everybody knows Wednesday night's the night to drink, the night to hang out. Nobody wants to work. And right as the show starts, I get my typical text from Bernie Kozar, which is, which is, is what it is, and it's not a joke in any way. He's, he actually watches the show. I think that feels like the only channel he gets that we know he's gotten for the last 15 years, Six, right? 657, bro. Six, <laughs> five, seven. So, and I work with Brian, Brian Anderson, who works on the show with me now, and he's blown away the Bernie text every week. Like, I think the first time it happened, he was like, no way. And I was like, so now I'm like, yeah, Bernie just said a good, good point. But anyway, um, a good friend of ours, a name that may not, but a name that means a lot to us. But as the show starts, I get a text. Um, and if you don't know who Jay Brophy is, he played for the Dolphins. He went to Bookville High School. He's an Akron kid. Played at Miami University. He's in the same rookie class as Dan Marino. Um, and this isn't like a – some people will call it a humble brag or whatever else. Or some asshole will go give us notes and talk about how we brag about who our friends are. But that's fine. Um, but when you get a text from Jay Brophy, a guy that like – like I remember being a kid, Nebraska and Miami playing each other. And he's a, the linebacker. He's making tackles all over the place. And he actually coached with Jim France this year. And – um, so he just texted randomly and we just, you know, he was just, Hey man, hope the family's good. Happy Thanksgiving. You know, I'm still proud of you. You're still killing it. And I was like, Hey man, why don't you tell me uh, that you were out there in Manchester? He goes, man, when coach France told me you guys talked and he goes, I said, that's my guy. He looked at coach France, gave him this look and he goes, that's what he said to me about you. And he goes, coach France almost wanted to fire me when he knew that we were boys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, in all seriousness though, like, um, there's an appreciation for me. I think when you guys hear us do these podcasts and you hear us talk sports and you hear us and you may not like what we say and you may think that we're the reason why the Browns, you know, never had a winning record but one year, I think a lot of our confidence comes from the people that have been around us. And I'm not going to speak for, for Zach, but I can speak for myself. Um, when you get former players and former coaches and, and, and guys that you looked up to growing up that acknowledge you and acknowledge what you do, um, I'm thankful for that because it, it, you know, there are times when you do these jobs that it could be a thankless job. Um, look, no matter how we feel or what we thought about um, any of the, of, of the people that cover this team, when Miles Garrett was trying to put the helmet back on Mason Rudolph, trust me, uh, the media wasn't high-fiving themselves doing the running man saying, yes, we got a story. They were going, fuck, you know, here we go again. We can't just write about the team. It's just nice that sometimes, and my wife and I talk about this all the time, you know, some of the best things that have come out of my career um, haven't been financial, is what I would say. And it's just the friendships and the and the, and the people that are, have been willing to mentor um, and listen to me, uh, that stuff is big. And I almost texted you last night as I say that, as I get my first one out of the way. I almost texted you last night. You can put a book out all you want, but Terry Pluto's still kicking your ass. He put a new book out already. TP don't ever stop, baby. He's yes, he is. He's like bad boy. Uh, he is a, you better learn about it, boy. You got about 80 books to go to catch up with TP. <laughs> yeah, I, and we both know how old he is, and, and there's no plans of slowing down, right? No, not at all. And I would just not tell you guys, about a year ago, Terry was sitting right here, uh, as we do thankful for us here. And, you know, many, many people have been responsible for helping me do what I do. Um, I feel like I have the best job in the world, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. And it's, you know, even though it's the only thing I'm qualified to do. But anyway, if you would have told 15, 18-year-old Zach Jackson that one day Terry Pluto would be sitting in his kitchen – talking life uh that's good so if you guys are driving out there and you didn't uh search the archives go back to the a to z podcast where terry sat here for like an hour and 15 minutes and just told us a crew yeah. that was about exactly a year ago wasn't it Trey? yeah it was it was we, we almost have to do it again because i will say 
Um, his, his new book is about the Cavs before they got to Quicken Loans Arena um, or, or Mortgage, whatever it is now. Um, and it is pretty cool because – and I only read the article that was in the paper yesterday. Um, and it was cool to read an article about the old Cavs that we grew up to in Richfield Coliseum and, and just what it was like. And, and I don't want to give away the basis of the story, but the basis is, hey, the Cavs have won a, a championship now. They've had you know, one of the best runs of all time, won four championships in a row. There was nothing like Cavs basketball out in Richfield at the Richfield Coliseum, right. and I wholeheartedly agree. I feel I I partially fell in love with sports because of those teams and because of World Be Free, uh, and, and names like that, John Bagley, uh, and names you know the the Edgar Jones. Um, I you know as we go through the thanks thanks I'm thankful that I grew up in Northeast Ohio and we have this shitty attitude towards sports, but we have all these great um, memories that we didn't need to you know we didn't need to be the Lakers or Celtics. You know, or you know, or the Chicago, or whomever, or the Bulls, to have these great sports stories um, that that are part of our, that are part of us, right? That are part of our veins that we bleed. No one has to tell us about the pain. We we've lived it. We know it. We know that shit. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> um, so I, I would say formally, you know, one thing I, if you know me, I'm not fancy, and I'm not much for the holidays. Like, you know, I don't have kids. Um, I work a goofy schedule. You know, it, it kind of is what it is in that regard. But um, one thing that made me, you know, because of this goofy schedule, I've I've been other places for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and people have taken me in. And yesterday, one of my stops was my cousin's house. Um, my cousin Nick Means is a starting center and a freshman of the year. Uh, Notre Dame They're in the playoffs. And so... <laughs> To go there yesterday, he had about six of his very large teammates there from, you know, kids from all over the country. Um, nice. You know, and then two and a half hours away over in, in Pittsburgh, my brother couldn't come home because it's the basketball season, and he can't cook for shit, but he went to Giant Eagle, and he had um, players and trainers and coaches over from different backgrounds and different parts of the country, and that's what it's about. Yes. So sports has been really awesome to us, our whole family, um, and you know, when you do, as you do get older, even though I'm not a big holiday guy, I always take time to count the blessings and reflect. And I just think yeah. I, when I walked in there yesterday and was talking with all those guys, and, you know, they were just, in addition to being really hungry, just so thankful that they were all together and, they're you know, they're playing for a championship. So that's why there's yeah. know, nobody's home for Thanksgiving. Hell, I don't know. Some of them might not have anywhere to go. I don't know that. but Right, right. Um, it's you know a really what? Cool you thing. know it's yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think we are at that age, and this isn't a reflection of saying, hey, these two old parts have been telling you guys what to do because we're not. I got to say, though, over the last 10, 20, 10, 15 years, the best part of Thanksgiving, and, I, and nothing against my family, I, I love my, I appreciate my family, but it's when you have moments like what you just talked about, when, you, when the true meaning of Thanksgiving comes together, where, you know, you may not be family, but you're all in the same place together, you can have a meal together. I think that reminds you, you know, you can't, we always have the saying, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Um, but sometimes when you can have, you know, it's, you know, every, as everything nowadays, it's too, it's, everything is cliche. So you got to have a, a saying for everything, but, you know, they have that saying for Friendsgiving or whatever, and they've made it into a, you know, it's jumped the shark now. But right. I will admit that the, the coolest things have been what exactly what you just said or what your brother had going on in Pittsburgh, where you just, where you guys, you're together because you have nowhere else to go, but it reminds you of what the holiday is really about. Uh, and it broadens, it broadens your horizon. Um, you get to ch- taste foods or see some, you know, some things that maybe you wouldn't have eaten uh, always around your family. Uh, and I appreciate that. That, is, that has become a cool part of it is when you're eating, when you have somebody over or somebody that you're just cool with or you work with, 
um, that becomes a part of your tradition. Um, that's what the holiday is about, not to get all corny about it. Um, I mean, it's cool to see Grandpa fall asleep and, and snooze and not watch your uncles and cousins like me fall asleep and sound like an old fuddy-duddy. Um, but it is cool to have those moments as a basketball team, I guarantee Everybody on Brody's team, you'll remember those days. Same thing with Beans. Uh, it's a part of the journey, man. We, you know, that's the coolest thing about sports, and I'll never, you know, never go away from this. It's the journey. Um, you know, it's it's those moments when no one sees you, and you guys can crack jokes and have fun and and make you know and mock each other, and know about each other's family. Because I know with Beans and that crew, when they get into a crucial moment in the upcoming weeks or up to this Saturday. Um, it'll be cool to know the other guy's got his back, not because you have to, but because you actually like each other and know what each other's about. That's right. That's right. Um, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your whiskey. I recommend Cleveland whiskey. Yeah, buddy. Shout out to uh, my man, Billy. Uh, Billy uh, was My man, Billy, was sending me pictures. He's got the whiskey. He's got the Rex to Connect whiskey that they made last year. He was pouring it into his food as he was cooking it. Uh, I don't know what he was cooking, but man, I bet that I bet that was a lit Thanksgiving dinner. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm poured into this, I'm poured into that. Make sure you guys try out some Cleveland whiskey, some of the best stuff that you can find, locally made uh, by some good people uh, that care about this podcast and care about you. So go check it out. You can't pick your family, but you can pick what you buy them for Christmas, and I recommend my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm is the last I'm, I'm like I'm like Jordan in the finals. Like, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You just pushed off of Brian Russell. Hey, when is the last time the Browns swept the Steelers? Wait, look, look that up for me as we go along. Uh, is that like possible? 1988. 1988. And the last time they so were favored in Pittsburgh old. was 1989. Wow. 88 when I was 10. And you were like nine. Is the last time the Browns swept the Steelers. And you said 89 last time they were favored, favored in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. That is, that's, uh, that's tremendous. Is it weird to you as a – well, obviously, and I know we will bounce around, but is it weird to you that you're going to head to Pittsburgh this weekend um, to cover the Browns? And it's the first time, obviously, you're going to go to Heinz Field, and the Browns should win the football game. Like, on paper, the Browns should win this game, no doubt in anybody's mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the Browns are the better team. Now, I, I expect the Steelers' defense to show up and show out, right? Um, <laughs> I expect nothing to come easy for either side, and you add – uh, potential some weather and it's never easy to kick in that stadium and you know what happened last time with the magnitude of this game anything can happen I, I don't think well a, I don't think anybody's going to win by 17 and b I don't think anybody's going to score 31 but I understand why the Browns are favored uh, the Browns are clearly you know the offense still has not put four quarters together but they've found ways to win that is a growth point no matter what the numbers say the offense both by the numbers and by the eye test has played better it's not just turning the ball, you know, avoiding the turnovers. The passes have been better. Kareem Hunt has obviously changed things. Guys are making plays. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm thankful for uh, for covering this team, a chance to write about football, right, and, and yeah, look at it. Yeah. You know, n- numbers-wise, we know a lot would have to happen, including them winning all their games for them to make the playoffs. But are they positioned? Right. You know, they're playing a significant December game against the Steelers, regardless of what the spread is, regardless of what the circumstances are with the Steelers, who have had the nightmare year. Probably not going to have Juju yeah. and James Conner again. But, right, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm thankful for that, and, and I like covering the football part of covering a football team. Right, right, right. You're not talking about the draft. You're not talking about somebody getting arrested. I hope not. 
Uh, you're not talking about, you know, position. I know the left tackle position is something that's kind of up in the air as we speak. Let me ask you this. We saw what the Bills did to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. That's a whole other podcast, a whole other time. But when you see the Bills, the Bills didn't look that good when they were at Cleveland Brown Stadium, in my opinion. No. Um, they look like a rambling. They look like, you know, they look like a 500 team. I believe they're at nine. I could be wrong, so I know you'll talk. I think they're at nine wins now, right? Um, yeah, nine they kind of, Yeah, they took it to. And, I mean, we could all, you know, look, they get to play in AFC East. We've heard all those stories. But nine wins is nine wins in the NFL. I am pretty impressed with where they're at right now. And this is, I don't want to say this, but I almost have them penciled in as a, as a top wild card team right now, Zach. Am I wrong to feel that way? No. Um, listen, you do not win nine games accidentally in the NFL, right? And, and Josh no. Allen is a work in progress. And, and the Bills are young and unproven, and, and the average fan and the average guy doing this podcast would struggle to name seven players, right? Right. <laughs> but, but for all the numbers and all the you know cynicism, I guess about are they a real contender? They're nine and three. That means they're doing something right, right? right? And they 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 play big time defense. Uh, they bothered the Cowboys yesterday. They blocked a field goal. They forced some turnovers, and. Allen, man, like, I don't know if he's ever going to harness it all, but there's a lot to work with there. There's a lot in, There's a lot there, ain't it? Yeah. Even on that fourth and one where he fumbles the ball and then still picks it up and leaps yeah, over and gets the first play. out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the talent the kid has, like you said, I wouldn't, if I was a general manager, I wouldn't want to put my general manager life on him, but you could end up winning the lottery with him. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, no, listen, he's got um, so much talent. Ago, Two years ago at the Senior Bowl, me and Dustin always sit in the same seat, right, and watch practice. And it's the corner is where they were throwing some some one-on-one routes, some live. And there was a – throughout the course of the week, there was some throws where you looked at Allen and you're like, oh, my God, how like you just said, how could you stake your career on this guy because he's all right. over the place? But there was a couple of throws, Dre, that were like rocket shots. And Justin and I looked yep. – Dustin and I would look at each other like, you keep, well, you can't teach that. So, right, right. He's got a lot of that, Zach. You, 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 Dustin, you got. He's got a lot of. You can't teach that. A lot of wow. Too. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, give us another thankful for here. I know we only, we only got so much time today. So, yeah. Um, to be honest, this is going to be corny, and if you guys know this podcast, this is not how we roll. Um, I'm appreciative of my friends. I'm appreciative of Zach. Um, you know, there's. And I don't even, like. I, I didn't even plan on saying this because I'd rather talk shit about it. Um, I think a lot of times in your careers, you need people that parallel, that push you, um, that make you want to be better, that make you want to be great. Um, we talked about what Terry Pluto meant to our careers. You know, both of us grew up in Akron, reading the Akron Beacon Journal, the Plain Dealer, and there's a bevy of writers we can tell you that we read every day. But Terry was obviously one of them. But it's been a lot to me to get to this point in my career. I, I know this. I haven't gotten as far as I've gotten in my career, and we can mock certain things I've done. Lord knows I deserve it. Um, but I wouldn't have gotten as far and had some of the success that I've had without having the, the right friends and people around me, whether it be my best friend Rob, who I've known my whole life, uh, or whether it be someone like Zach, who from the day I walked into the Browns in, in the Berea, and the Browns would be the Browns beat reporter and sideline reporter, um, we've had our own way of pushing each other. Um, and, and I can be an ass, and I can, you know, and he can be an ass. Um, and we have our we have our things we don't agree about. We have our things that that we think we're absolutely right about. 
and we have radio shows that we disagree about. We both know they suck, but we have our own reasons for saying why they suck. Um, I'm appreciative that I just have, you know, I, we, we always say about pro athletes, you want to be successful or anybody, anybody with money, we always say you better have some no people around you. Um, I appreciate the no people that I have in my life, the people that don't kiss my ass, don't care that they see me on TV, um, that straight up say how they feel and live how they feel. Um, and that, that means something. And for the younger people that are listening to this podcast, you want to be successful in life, you better get some people like that uh, in your corner. Um, I, I, when, you know, when Zach comes out with a book or Zach comes out with a decent article, Lord knows I don't want to pat him on the back and tell him good job, but I'm, I'm his biggest fan right after Miss Jackson because uh, his dad can't stand his guts, and I don't blame him uh, for all the shit he puts him through. But I'm his biggest fan, um, and I'm not going to tell him, um, and I'm not going to always – but he knows I read his shit, and he knows if he messes up, I'm going to say something. But um, that means something, man. Like, that, that's – I'm appreciative of that. Like, this podcast, um, there's, there's many a day where I don't got shit to say or I'm not in the mood, but because I respect, where, I respect our friendship, I respect how he pushes me. Um, if he's ready, then damn it, I'm ready. And I know vice versa. There's days where he's hungover. Or there's days where he's jet lagged. He's dead, and I'm texting first thing in the morning, what you got? What you got? Where you at? Um, and there's a respect to that because not just anybody, I, I'm speaking for myself, not just anybody can get me to, because I, I love doing this. And there's times, like I got other friends and there's other things I'd like to talk about on podcasts, but I'm loyal to this one because I'm loyal to the friendship that Zach and I have. And I appreciate it. And the one thing that I know that I've always kind of had with all my good friends is, uh, hey, you can say whatever you want about me as a friend. Just don't talk shit behind my back and don't lie to me. Um, and I feel like, and I just said that, so that means this asshole's about to lie. Um, but, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> but I think this podcast comes out the way that it does, whether you like it, love it, or just, you know, so-so on it, uh, because there's a true healthy respect for each other. Uh, who we are, what we are, what we're made of, and, and, I, and I'm speaking for myself, but I love this podcast because I love us, uh, and I love that we can kind of put each other in, each other, in a place without being mad at each other, uh, and you don't get that with most of your friendships, especially working relationships. I'm thankful for a friend like you, so when I'm at family Thanksgiving, I can sneak in the bathroom, log on your sister's Facebook, take a screenshot, <laughs> and send you some jokes <laughs> I wouldn't dare say in person in the middle of <laughs> you had to check for the night last night. All right, let me tell a quick story. So uh, in our neighborhood, uh, we have like, and I'm not on it, neighborhood Facebook, we have one of those. My wife's on our neighborhood Facebook, like, um, you know, talking about different things that are going on in the neighborhood. What, you know, what events are coming up for the kids or if you're selling something, you know, or, you know, whatever. And a lot of your, a lot of guys are listening. I'm sure your wives are, or maybe you guys are on it. I could never be on it because everybody would hate me even more because I would say things that would just be rude. So one guy last night, He's trying to sell wreaths for his mom has a business. So I shouldn't even tell this story. Right. But I am. Uh, and he spelled wreaths. He spelled wreaths R E E F. And Jen, and I'm like, we're driving home from like our family somewhere. And Jen's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, what? And she like reads it to me. And I'm like, what? She goes, well, look how he spelled wreaths. And I'm like, Jesus. She goes, you got to send that to Zach. Zach will love it. Then I go, Oh, I go, don't feed into the monster. That's Zach. I go, everybody knows. Nobody needs an English teacher on social media, but that ass. And she goes, we'll send it to him, see what he says. <laughs> That's what Zach means in our family. We see somebody messing up on social media. Send it to Zach. We'll see how he reacts. <laughs> uh, uh, 
yeah. Uh, I, I have a lot of problems, a lot of disorders. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> a whole lot. Um, let me see here. Let me, let me think of one here. Uh, you know, hey, I, I uh, saw two of my grandparents yesterday, and I called the other two. Wow. I'm 40 years old. I got a four of them. I'm thankful for that. And getting back to sports, you know, I'm not a huge Buckeye fan. Obviously, I prefer them to Michigan. I'm mostly impartial in my sports watching, except when it comes to the Manchester Panthers and the UPG Bobcats. I think most of you guys know that. But Ohio State-Michigan is generally a time, and I love I love when the schedule works out so I can be in town because I get to see a lot of my friends, both right. that live here and we don't see each other or that maybe you're in town for the long weekend that live you know, in whatever state now. So uh, I, I look forward to it all year long. And, you know, we'll all we'll, we'll cheer and we'll yell and – We'll drink and I'll be in bed by five o'clock and that's great. But honestly, like just catching up with people, giving some hugs and seeing them, it's like it's a once a year thing and it's football that bonds us, right? I mean, yesterday right. my grandfather was telling a story at Thanksgiving about a block my dad threw like fifty six years ago, right? So that's awesome. You man. think I was born into this shit? <laughs> right, right. But that's all, and that's what it truly is all about. That's the best. I, I mean, that really is the best part of it. Speaking of grandparents. Uh, we had my grandmother's 90th birthday last week, and um, speaking of born into it, so I walk in and I don't see my grandmother as much as I should. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, and she's a little bit of dementia starting to set in, but she's she's a strong, strong cat. It's my mom's mom. Um, so I walk in and, I, and and you know, and she's like sitting at the door, and I walk in and I instantly hug her, give her a kiss. And tell her happy birthday, and I go take. I take my mom's coat, I take my sister's coat, and, and my aunt's coat, and I, and I go to you know to hang them up. And my mom yells at me, "Go back to my grandmother and tell her hi." And I go, "I did." Like, and I go, "I already did, mom." And I literally felt like I was ten years old. And I go, "Mom, I did." She goes, "Well, she said she she asked me if I was your son and why I came in so rude." And I'm like, "Oh, jeez." And she just looked at me with like this smile. My mom did. So I go back to my grandmother, and I give her another hug. And she puts her arm around me and she whispers in my ear. She goes, I just wasn't sure, honey. You're way skinnier than the last time I saw you on TV. And grabbed me by my cheek. <laughs> that is a true story. And that's how my grandmother kicked off her 90th birthday party. <laughs> and as I was eating cake two hours later, she goes, that's the second piece. You know, Thanksgiving is next week. I don't know how much your wife is going to be able to let you eat next week. <laughs> like, and my mom just looks at me she goes that means she loves you so if you wonder why we're so mean to each other i get it legit my grandmother thinks i'm fat still one of my all-time <laughs> favorite stories is two or three years ago andre and i went to a high school basketball game our buddy was coaching we go in we sit down he comes back two minutes later and he's got this plate of nachos and two minutes after that <laughs> every nacho and every bit of cheese is gone and I go, man, that thing didn't have a chance against you. He goes, you don't even know. Jen will not put anything that's not organic in the house. You do not know how long I've been waiting to fuck up those guys. <laughs> We're going to a basketball game next week just because of that. <laughs> I was literally looking at every high school basketball schedule going, all right, I can make that game. I can make that game. Oh, two or nachos. <laughs> yeah. Coordinate my nacho each. Uh, that's a true story, folks. That is not a false. That is a true one. <laughs> All right. So, um, listen, we're, um, we're, we're thankful for you guys. We, As we try to make clear here, we are blessed to do what we do. Um, you know, for me, growing up, being a sports nerd, to do this for a living is awesome. For me to sit here 
uh, with one of my best friends and talk about sports and life and being fat uh, and for people to listen and care is awesome. So just wanted to say that and, uh, you know, hope we make that clear every day. Uh, hope, hope that rings true when you listen. Some of the best compliments we get on the podcast are one that says, I feel like I've never met you guys, but I feel like I'm sitting around talking sports with my buddies. So, um, yeah, we appreciate and that was our main thing. Right. That was the main thing we wanted to accomplish when we started this, um, because in all honesty, the conversations you guys hear has been how Zach and I have talked amongst each other from the day we've known each other like our whole lives. So it's cool that we've been able to, to do that part, because I'll be honest and doing radio and television as long as I have in the talk show mode. Um, it's not as easy as it seems, you know, like what comes naturally for us doesn't come naturally. There are a lot of, there are a lot of more people that are way more talented, way more educated than Zach and Andre. They get paid to be on the radio to inform you and to entertain you. They can't. Um, that's just a guy honest truth. That's not me putting them down. Uh, it's, it's a special thing that you can find something that, that kind of clicks the way that we do. Yeah. All right. Um, Cleveland whiskey, obscure Browns player of the week, Browns and Steelers. Who you got? Oh, uh, we got to do Bubba Ventron. Only because everybody knows Bubba, but I think the best part of it was we didn't realize that Bubba had a little brother named Ray Ventron, right? Or what was, what was his little brother's name? Oh, yeah. That played for uh, me. No, yeah, Bubba is played... Ray. What's the other Ventron? Bubba is Ray. What was yeah. the, but there was another Ventron. They all went to small schools. And really, um, for a podcast like today, and they talk about being thankful, I mean, when you talk about two guys who look like they would have never made the NFL, Bubba's little, Bubba's little brother looks like Post Malone. But like half Ross Ventrum. He's about five, like he, Ross Ventrum. What was it? Yes. Ross. Yes. So I both went to Villanova, I believe. Both small school kids, but they were the dream. And I think Bubba's coaching for what? Uh, Indianapolis now. Yeah, I think he's a special, special teams, teams coach for the Colts. For the Colts, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, they're what the NFL is all about. Um, we brag and talk about first round picks and second round picks and things like that. But Bubba Ventron was what what being what athletics is all about. Everybody always told him no. Everybody told him it's too small, too white, too this, too this, too slow. Um, and he made a career of it. He found, found his path and found his way. And I, I'm sorry, as much as I get hyped about talking about talent, um, there's nothing better than talking about the guys that slipped through the cracks and found a way because they believed in themselves. So Bubba is mine. I just think it kind of fits uh, yeah. what we've talked about today. No doubt. No doubt. All right, uh, Ohio State minus nine. Who you got? Man, I think the Buckeyes are going to run away with this. I think, the, I think it's close for a quarter and a half. I think it's opposite of Penn State game. I think the Buckeyes. Uh, hey, how about the best fight yesterday at Thanksgiving? Was my dad and I fighting about LSU and Ohio State. My dad's pissed that LSU got jumped. <laughs> like, we literally went at it for 20 minutes to the point that we had to get told to go to the other room. It was time to pray over the food. <laughs> and my dad goes, ain't no way LSU should have got jumped. I go, Dad, who cares, number one? He goes, Ohio State should be number two. So in the not household, and my dad will be over. If you hear fistfights happening, it's because my dad's pissed LSU is number two. Hey, I, I can't and tell you not- guys who's <laughs> going to win that game or any game, but if you want a sure bet, it's this. If you go to the Knot House, everybody's short and everybody's loud, so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, bitch. <laughs> Time for a goddamn snack. <laughs> All right, Cleveland scene, Honeymoon Grill, American Fireworks and Cleveland Whiskey. Thanks to you guys. Uh, we're going to let you go. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, buy my book. We'll talk to you soon. Buy his book or it'll be Kanichiwa to the rest of us. Trust me. <laughs>